Welcome to Two Hello Girls. Today we're talking about L O V E. That's right, love. It's a big topic, a big idea, and a big dream. And a big sticky situation. Sometimes while living and working in a foreign country, we get caught up with the locals. And when I say caught up, I actually mean dating. If you've ever been in an international relationship, the problems. Well, sometimes you can't even explain the problems unless you've been in one. And sometimes the only people who can understand you are the ones who've had that rite of passage. Sometimes there isn't a solution, and sometimes you just have to bide your time. So today, we're going to be meeting three individuals who are making their international relationships work, and not. So today, the real question is, is dating a Korean harder than dating people from other countries? Or is it just dating that's hard? The first one up is a lovely lad named Walter. We're here with Walter. Walter, could you please introduce yourself? Where are you from? How old are you? Yeah, sure. Um, My name is Walter. I'm from Australia. I'm uh, 28 years old, uh, Korean age. I was born in Korea, but I uh, moved to Australia when I was four months old. I I was adopted to an Australian family, and I've recently come, well, I came back to almost just over two years ago uh, to catch up on things I've missed out on culture-wise and I grew up as a really quite Australian sort of person and now I'm doing my best to catch up on all the Korean I've missed and hopefully one day you know find my Korean mother if that doesn't happen it doesn't happen but just to be a part of something I was originally a part of when I first you know when I was born. What is your theory on love? What do you think about love at first sight? Ooh, love at first sight? No, it never happened to me. Not saying it doesn't happen. I believe in lust at first sight. I mean, there's so many people out there that I've looked at and I've been like, wow, you're gorgeous. But to be honest with you, if you had your proper mindset on, it's you don't fall in love with them. I don't believe anyway. I can only truly say I've been in love once and that was my last relationship. Uh, you know, I've had, I've had maybe three serious relationships over my lifespan. I wouldn't say I didn't love my previous girlfriends. It was just I was don't think I ever saw a future with them. So therefore, to me, a person, my honest opinion, if you're in love with someone, that person is someone that you want to spend the rest of your life with or you can't think about living without. That's when you feel you're in love is that being without them is one of the hardest things, you know, you can go through and sometimes it doesn't work out even though you're in love it doesn't work out so you're from Australia and I'm sure you have been in love with Australian women do you think it's different from being in love with Korean women my first relationship was I was you know I guess 17 through to 19 so I actually lived with that girl uh, when we moved out of high school so um, and my next relationship lasted about a year and that was with an Australian girl Alright, so what would be a common dating setting in Australia? Like, what would be a first date in Australia? We, we like to just go out, go see a movie afterwards, go eat dinner, and just, you know, depending on the person, go for maybe a drink or two afterwards. It's sort of the Australian sort of way of dating. So how does that differ from uh, the Korean first date scenario? Well, the way it started off with my previous girlfriend was that it was a group thing, more than just a, a single uh, one-on-one. It was, I had a friend, she had a friend, we all met, and we kind of just, you know, had, had something to eat, had a few drinks. I would say, 
there is more drinking in Korea. That that's our first night together was, you know, a Korean barbecue and a lot of soju. So it's it's I wouldn't call that a date, I guess, but it was the start of something. Since being submerged in Korean culture, is there something that you find interesting? I guess there is a level of respect still. You know, if you study the language, you understand that there's a certain way that you you talk to your elders, you talk to your boss, you talk to your uh, friends, you talk to people younger than you. You know, in English, we we kind of have just a polite way of saying things and a non-polite way of saying things. It it doesn't really show respect. It's just the way you say it, sort of thing. Tell us about your love life. At the moment, uh, you know, I'm not dating anyone. I uh, I've been a bit busy. So, but that's okay. Uh, I have had, since I've been in Korea, I've been, like I said here, for a bit over two years now. And I've had a, a long-term relationship, uh, which ended maybe just over two months ago. But like, when I started dating in Korea, it was, it was such a new experience. I didn't date much in Australia, but uh, you know, when you c go overseas and you go to a country with, you know, where English is not the first language, it's, it definitely makes dates much more interesting. Do you think dating a Korean and Australian are similar? To be honest with you, it's different and it's similar in the same time. Like when you first meet somebody, there's only, you know, one thing that you're both aiming for and that's to, I guess, figure out who, who you are. So, uh, you know, doing a little bit of background check. It's just a little bit harder when you're dating someone who's English isn't, I guess, up to that level of explaining and expressing everything and completely understanding everything. My last girlfriend, when we first met, um, she didn't speak English for at least five years before, like since she was in high school. And so when we first started dating, it was very sort of uh, broken English and what Korean I knew. So it, it, it was very interesting at the same time. I was going to ask, did she respect you? Because you have spent a lot of time studying the language. Did she respect that? and Or did she tell you not to study the language? What was her response? You know, she also wants to, wanted to learn English, which is fair enough. They really respect that you are learning the language, as difficult as it is. But um, it was, there's still a lot, since I'm not fantastic at speaking, there's still a lot of communication problems and things like that. But she was always supportive and she always wanted to help out where she could, so it was great. What are some of the difficulties that you faced when dating a Korean when the language barrier and the culture barrier was there? With the uh, language barrier, it, when we did fight, I guess none of us could express our full emotions, and if we did, it's not like any of us really understood the full extent of that emotion. So I'd be wanting to say so much, but knowing that her English, you know, isn't fluent or even quite high, I would have to try almost dumbing it down a little bit. I don't mean like dumbing it down in a bad way, but you just have to sort of make it a bit more easier for them to understand and vice versa as well. That doesn't necessarily get the point across of how you feel. That just is trying to give a good understanding. But as I said, sometimes that doesn't that doesn't help at all. That's that's one of the probably most difficult things. What did you guys fight about? Um, I guess that's where a lot of cultural things came into it. Like in Australia, I was I had many friends like of both genders, uh, you know, male, female. It was quite an even split sort of thing. Here, um, and I sort of understand that. Like I have a lot of girls as friends. I I also make a lot of girls as friends. It's just who I am. 
And, you know, I guess a jealousy part played into that. And then she would tell me that usually in Korea, you know, girls don't like it if you just made another girl as a friend. Even though she's just a friend, it does seem a bit... It, it can hurt them a little bit in a way because they think you're probably just going to run off with that person. Which is not true, but I think a lot of people, Western countries, I think they're a bit more open to it. Like, if you have girls as friends, you have girls as friends. If you have guys as friends, so forth. But here, it seems you shouldn't make girls as friends after you've started a relationship. Have your preferences changed since dating a Korean? Yeah, uh, you know, not really. Um... When it comes to dating, I, you know, as I don't date a lot these days, but, and I haven't dated a lot since, well, you know, I had a girlfriend for almost two years. So, uh, I wouldn't say they've changed at all. You know, it's my, to me, Korean women are the most beautiful women in the world. So, other than that, not really anything personal or, you know, I've got my own, I guess, style I like, but nothing's really changed. And Walter, you talked about some of the most uh, hardest moments in the fights that you guys had, but what were some of the, the best moments that you guys had together? I guess uh, when we'd go on holidays together, you know, we, we did a lot of traveling together. We went all, uh, you know, ev- all different places in Korea. We even went to Australia together. Um, sharing those sort of moments together was, was great. Uh, and it, it was out of our sort of normal everyday lifestyle were, you know, it wasn't boring, but we'd go to work, we'd meet, and then we'd go eat, then we'd have coffee, and that was sort of a, you know, a weekly thing. It wasn't until we got to go out, you know, out of Seoul or, you know, out of career that we built a stronger connection because we had to go through all these things like finding places and experiencing new things. And, you know, I guess that's with every relationship. It's not just an interracial, like, relationship in a way, but... It's just those special moments that you have together where you find new things about each other and you go and explore new places with each other. Do you think that your outlook on dating has changed because you've dated a Korean? I wouldn't say so, no. You know, if the right, you know, as I said, I prefer Korean women and like I'm attracted to people who who catch my eye, who's got that personality, who's got that spark, but that, that doesn't mean they have to be Korean. It's just I prefer Korean. How did you and your girlfriend meet? How we met was actually we worked together, and we didn't technically work for the same company. It it was a family company, and the daughter of the owner owned a Kagwon Academy, and I worked in the English side, and we kind of got to know each other through there, just through um, seeing each other in the hall and things like that, and then we just ended up talking, and then... Actually, when we first met, she was dating somebody else, and I was kind of like very keen on her, but she couldn't date me. But so we met maybe, let's just say May, and we started dating three months after that, so in like August, something like that. She broke up with her then boyfriend maybe a month after we met. When could you tell it was over? Listen, it was, we had our fights here and there. Nothing out of the ordinary, to be honest with you. I think fights are normal in a relationship. Um, you know, some couples can go without them. Some people have them frequently. For me, it's just a normal thing. <laughs> Not like a, a, a weekly thing, but just like they happen. Um, maybe probably the start of this year. Um, this, you know, she she is a little older than me and 
all her friends are getting married and uh, I guess she says that she didn't want to get married but I guess that sort of pressure still is on her. Can you explain the pressure? What, you, what type of pressure? What's this pressure you're talking about? You know, I'm not speaking for all the girls in Korea, but I think once they reach to a certain age of maybe 30, which, you know, they, they, they do look for like that life, life partner, as I guess a lot of people do at that age or sometimes. But she had... She wanted to make a plan, and so did I, but the plans that we had, they just, they were completely different. And they didn't seem like they could go on the same path for now. And that's a sad thing, because she was an absolutely beautiful girl who is 100% marrying type, but I couldn't, I couldn't give her, you know, an empty promise. I couldn't say that I was going to do this when I couldn't promise that. And that's unfair for her, and it was sad that it ended, but unfortunately I, I didn't want to, for her to hold on to something that might not be, you know, that might not eventuate. Okay, so that was Walter, and his relationship, well, it's not really going. But the next person we're going to talk to, her relationship is still in the process, but it's quite a long-distance relationship. So... Here's a question. How far is too far? My name is Hwabok Lee. My English name is Vicky. And I'm from Korea in Seoul. And I have a working holiday before two years ago. First one is New Zealand and second one is Australia. How long were you in each country, Miss Lee? In New Zealand? one year and three months and australia is 11 months why did you decide to leave korea to live in australia and new zealand actually that reason is i want to see whole around the world <laughs> just travel so i need money but not enough money uh, in korea so i just tried to working holiday visa and i got it go to New Zealand and then after that I wanna money a lot and then going to Europe around mm-hmm. around Europe for travel so that's why <laughs> so now the big question what is your theory on love mm. do you believe in love at first sight yes before in Korea I just thinking about Mm, just enjoying, <laughs> enjoying with each other. But I was serious in New Zealand when I have met my boyfriend. Still now, <laughs> maybe I'm not sure future in the future. Uh, How did you and your boyfriend meet? Uh, we stay in a hostel, uh, staying with him. Um, during six months, so we just always talking about work and travel, something like that, and anything. <laughs> when was the moment that you knew that you were falling in love with him? Mm, actually, mm, we saw each other a lot, so I'm not sure. Um, just. Uh, Suddenly falling in love, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, Miss Lee, you are back in Korea. 
um, but your boyfriend is not Korean. So where is he nowadays? Now my boyfriend stay in Germany because he need looking for job or something because uh, he study in England uh, when he 16. So the common language is English and did you and your boyfriend ever fight in English and how did that go and how was your English at that time? Yeah, common, common is English but uh, my English is not good but my boyfriend have good English <laughs> speak so he always understand me. He tried to understand me. Yeah. Yeah. First time, I didn't feel we are different, but um, getting getting feel so different because eating so different culture. For example, um, he doesn't wanna soup a lot of water. He doesn't doesn't like it so. Mm, I love it soup. <laughs> you know, I'm Korean, <laughs> so that's why oh, we always complain to food. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not an official rule, but sometimes when I'm dating with a Korean, I try to limit the time that I spend with someone of the opposite sex. For example, I'm a female, so I try not to spend any extra time with males getting coffee or meeting up for dinner. I just try to only spend time with females. Did you and your boyfriend ever experience a situation like this where he was spending too much time with females and you disapproved? That also, uh, I feeling first time is okay, but getting, getting strange feeling because I'm more, how can I say, more close but he he doesn't mm -hmm. so oh, i just told him but he said to me you're strange <laughs> really did you agree and understand where he was coming from i never agreed like that <laughs> that um, that said so i also said to him you are strange <laughs> i'm not strange mm -hmm. it's normal for korean and and asian but I don't know why you say to me like that. Just he understand. Now is he understand, but um, not too much. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? First time we have met in New Zealand. Six months we together in a hostel, and then we separate <laughs> because I have to the other place because uh, expired my visa for New Zealand and he has some plan in New Zealand more so we separate but we still contact for Facebook message or something Skype. Long distance is really hard and I know I have failed at it so tell me what do you think about the future with your boyfriend? Do you think it can work? Will you move to Germany? Will he move to Korea? Actually, I never thinking about that that future. Mm -hmm. I just the uh, important is now. Like um, I'm doing now what what I'm doing now like that. How can I say? <laughs> mm, so I never never worry about my future. 
Do you think it's different to date a German or a foreigner versus a Korean? If so, how are they different? And is someone better or is someone worse? What is your opinion? Actually, not different. Not different. I think just uh, up to people. But he and me very similar to date style. So that's not a problem for me, yeah. Just a reading book and I have less time. But we're together, but we have some something to do, each other. <laughs> yeah. The last individual is going to share with us what it's like to make it work. He and his Korean wife have made a trip back to the land of the morning calm to get a full-on experience of marriage in Korea. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, and so let's start off with your name and where are you from? Uh, my name is Brandon, and I'm from Melbourne, Australia. How long have you been in Korea? Two and a half years. What brought you to Korea? Adventure and excitement. Come on, be real. What really brought you to Korea? Well, my wife's Korean, and I worked for the same company for 10 years back home, and uh, it's just kind of time for a change, last opportunity to travel before I get old. So she must be a pretty smart woman to make you come to Korea. So tell me a little bit about her. Um, like I said, she's Korean. It's uh, mid-30s, uh, typical Korean girl. She grew up in Jamshil in Songpa. So we met on a working holiday visa back in Australia in 2007. What did you think when you first saw her? Oh, she's cute. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty simple, really. <laughs> yeah. I've heard many times through friends that they see somebody and it's instant. It's just love. And it's love at first sight. Did you feel like that? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's true or not. It's definitely attraction at first sight. Wait, wait. We have to go back. Do you believe in love at first sight? Are you a believer? That's the question. Mm, no, I believe in lust at first sight. Okay, so if you don't believe in love at first sight, then what do you think it takes? What is it that makes it work? Uh, I think everything takes effort. And a guy. Uh, let's go back to your wife. Did you guys get married in Korea? came over here in 2010 and got married over here in 2010. Why did you guys come back to Korea to get married? Oh, for her family. So, you know, they could have the wedding ceremony. And so I could ask her father for permission. We were already married in Australia and we didn't tell her parents. So it was kind of a freak out. And there was already a baby on the way. So we had to, we had to get things organized pretty quick. <laughs> what was her parents' response at that time regarding the wedding and the marriage and the baby? They were fine, actually. They were fine. They've had contact with Australia because my wife's sister lived in Brisbane. So her dad had travelled to Australia many times and mum had been there. They think Australia's nice and Australians are reasonable people. So they weren't, they weren't upset. There was no, no dramas. If anything, I was kind of favoured over the other brothers-in-law, which made me feel kind of guilty. Because you were a foreigner? Yeah, yeah. They kind of treated me a bit extra special, you know, because I was the first foreigner to marry into their family. And how about nowadays? Are you still special or unique in the family? Oh, no, it's all kind of balanced out now. They've gotten over the novelty of it. We've been married for five years, so it's not quite as amazing as it used to be. So just married life, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's all pretty typical stuff, real sitcom kind of situation, you know. Was she the first foreigner you've ever dated? No, no, I'd been out with a number of foreign girls before because of the industry I used to work in. I used to travel a lot, uh, a lot of business trips overseas. 
Do you think dating a Korean is similar to dating another foreigner? Compared to what I'd say Western girls and Europeans, um, she's very conservative, very old-fashioned, kind of more like you know, the same kind of morals and values that, say, my grandparents had. Yeah, so kind of from a different world altogether. So I realized pretty early on in the game that there was certain things that I would have to do if I wanted to keep things going. I'd have to behave in a certain way and have to break a lot of bad habits. She, she kind of changed a bit and I changed a bit and we kind of met somewhere in the middle. But it was pretty tumultuous for the first few years. We used to have some pretty big barnies, you know. There'd be some episodes here and there where we just didn't uh, understand each other. Can you remember what were some of the common topics that would come up that you guys would fight about? Oh, mainly me partying with my friends, you know, doing stupid things. Mainly me doing stupid things. And I'd get upset because I thought she was trying to kind of restrict me and control me. So that's where we'd have these differences. Did you think that it was a culture difference or do you think that it was real control? Yeah, I totally would. Yeah, but she was she was thinking of the future. I was thinking of the now. I think that's the difference. I was just concerned with what I was doing right now. She was thinking years in the future. As we know, you'll be going back to Australia soon. So do you worry and concern about how your relationship will change again as you guys leave Korea and go back to where you guys originally met? I think a lot about this because we, she's been changed a lot since we've been in Korea too. She's become more conservative and more concerned with what people think around her. So she's kind of, you know, it's kind of all magnified here. And I'm kind of hoping when we go home she'll relax a bit. Because here is, uh, it's, it's just too stressful. It's too stressful here. And so we're both just kind of existing at the moment, just biding our time, biding our tongues, keeping ourselves under control so that, you know, we don't want to waste time fighting. We've got a kid and stuff, so... And just waiting till we go back. It's all a wait-and-see kind of situation, but I'm pretty confident. So your daughter's name is Alice, and tell me a little bit about her. Oh, she's crazy, crazy baby. She's pretty cute. She's super cute, but she's got so much energy. So, Brandon, I know you come from a big family, and so when you look at your other nieces and nephews who are Australian, and you look at Alice, do you see differences in her character and her personality, the way she makes decisions because she is a blend of Korean culture and Australian culture? I, I kind of in many ways see her as like an Aussie trapped in Korea. She seems to have a nature about her that conflicts with the other kids at her school. And she does things which are very typical back home, but here is not so typical. She doesn't go along with things the way that other kids do. She resists a lot. She's got a strong personality. So, And when somebody pushes her, she pushes back. She doesn't just submit. And so there's big arguments, big fights, problems at school sometimes. I just see it as uh, part of her nature, which we tell her not to, of course. But uh, I don't want to push her too much because it could end up worse. So it's another wait-and-see situation. I, we're kind of waiting to see how she is when she's in Australian school and it's a bit more rough and tumble, whether that suits her personality more. I think her looks have got a lot to do with it. She looks like me. She doesn't look like her mum. And so she's at a Korean school with all other Korean kids and they, they, she, she's the focus of unwanted attention. She doesn't like people asking, why do you look different? She doesn't like kids asking about her eyes and why she's white and things like that. She hates it. Whereas if she goes back to Australia, she looks just like everybody else. Okay. So I think that's part of it. She feels exposed. <clears throat> she feels different, so she acts different. How does that make you feel as her father, seeing her struggle like this? 
Mm, like like it's uh, kind of my fault and I've been irresponsible. That's kind of the reality of it. I feel like maybe we shouldn't have spent so much time here. I've seen a lot of babies and I've been around a lot of biracial babies, but every time I see Alice, I'm always shocked because she is so cute and so beautiful. So I know that she draws a lot of attention. Everybody tells her, but if she meets strangers and they on the subway and they say, you know, oh, you go up there, you know, and they say she's cute, she covers her face so they can't see her. She doesn't like people telling her she's cute. She hates the attention. Very odd. Whereas she won't get that back home because she'll look just like everybody else. For Alice, she doesn't know that she's going against the grain when she does certain things in society. But as adults, sometimes we know when we're breaking Korean culture, and because of that, we have to change and give up part of our culture and who we are. Do you feel like you've given up your Australian side? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've had to become very submissive. To who? For example, your wife or your boss or who exactly do you have to be more submissive to? Mm, yeah, generally so. Yeah, I just had to tone things down a notch, cut the, uh, the forthrightness, you know, and if I say something, I'll rare, if I think something, I won't always say it, which is maybe a good thing. Maybe it's made me more polite. <laughs> <laughs> Being in Korea, sometimes we miss things, but what do you really miss about home? Food, clean air, space, not as many people, social niceties that just don't seem to exist here because it's such a crowded city. Uh, I don't think it's a Korean problem, but Westerners, we all have the same problems. We all have the same problems here. We think people are very impolite. We think people are very rude, and it's the opposite of what we expected. Because there's a, a stereotypical perception in Western countries that Asians are very polite and very submissive, and then when you come and live in Asia, you find out it's actually the opposite. It turns out that, now I'm speaking specifically public transport, um, driving, traffic, you know, in line at stores, at the cinema, everywhere, there's always someone cutting in, there's always someone pushing in, there's always someone behaving. This, this passive aggressive mindset that seems to have, is, is enamored with people here, it drives me nuts. People back home are aggressive aggressive. They're not passive aggressive. And I think that passive aggressive nature just it drives me crazy some days. Okay, so in your honest opinion, do you think it's been easier to be married to a Korean versus an Australian woman? Sometimes they say that Korean women are a little bit more submissive. I don't think it's easy. I think it's, 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 it's the same either way. I think it's the same either way. It's about the, the amount of effort you're willing to make as to whether the relationship works or not. And, uh, you know, everyone's had good relationships, bad relationships, but uh, I don't think yeah, there's not that many differences. I think uh, Australian girls are more lax. You know, they're, they're, they'll let you get away with a lot more. They won't crack down on you as hard. And I think I, I kind of needed someone to crack down on me hard because I was pretty wild back in the day. So for me, that's been an advantage that, that my wife plays the man-woman role a lot better than Western women do. Western women may be too buddy, too, too much buddy, too much good times, and uh, things get a bit mixed up in between. The other men that you may know that are married to Koreans, do they say the same thing? For example, their wives are coming down on them harder, they have more control than Western women? We don't really talk about it. In fact, I've only know, I only know one other guy, and that's Travis, who's married to a Korean, but I, we don't really socialize much. What do you love about your wife the most? Mm, oh, geez, I don't think I can say that in public. That's private. <laughs> okay, let's stop there. But let's go on to the next question. Do you think that you and your wife are now equal? Because you have experienced Korea and you have lived here and you've studied her language and now you know exactly where she's from. Yeah. 
And I know you're ready to go back, but is she ready to go back too? Yeah. She, she's wanted to go back since the month we got here. You see, she came first. She came in November. I came in December of 2012, and uh, we spoke on the phone, and she said, Yobo, don't come. I'm coming back. I said, yeah, but it's too late. I, mean, I already bought the tickets. I already sold the car. I sold everything. You know, it's too late. Let's just give it a try. And she's like, you're going to hate it. I'm like, no, no, it'll be fine. I should have listened. <laughs> and you used a very unique term, Yobo. What exactly does that mean to you? I'm not sure. Everybody calls me Yobo. My daughter calls me Yobo. You don't know what it means? Yeah, I know what it means. It's like darling or dear one or honey or something like that. It's like a term of endearment. And do you have any nicknames for your wife? Yobo. I actually call her Kim Yobo because her surname's Kim, so I call her Kim Yobo. But my daughter calling me Yobo, that's a bit of an issue because everybody laughs. Pick her up from school and she runs out screaming, Yobo! I'm like, oh, great. She doesn't call me dad, doesn't call me upper, calls me Yobo. And she has for years. Yeah, and I've tried to make her stop. I call her Yobo back, but she doesn't care. All right, perfect. Thank you, Brandon, for sharing your time and sharing your story. All right, so now that you guys have heard about three different love stories in Korea, I have another special person here. No! She's back. No, we were just supposed to end it. It was supposed to be the wrap-up. And I'm going to put her on the spot because she does live in Korea and she is also a person who has great amount of love in her heart. Why you know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amy, please tell me, what is your theory on love? Love. Um, I think that love takes many forms and that people are too quick not to love. I think you can love everything. You love your friends, your dog. I love your dog. You know, you can love so many different things and in so many different ways that it's just too complicated. And do you believe in love at first sight? When you first see someone and you turn around and you look again, do you think it can be love that fast? If we're talking about love between as a relationship, I don't believe in love at first sight. I believe in lust at first sight. I will agree with Brandon on that one. Definitely lust at first sight. Um, I think there are people that you meet in your lifetime that you meet them and you instantly know that they are, they are friends. You are friends. You are someone that maybe you, you know, you've loved before. And it, be it friendship or any other way, I really do feel that there are people that you meet that you automatically start loving. In, but not in the whole, I want to spend my life with the rest of, rest of my life with you, you know, share every intimate, I don't know, it's a different type of love. Like, I've, I've, met, I've met friends who are, like, instant friends, and it was like instantly there's a bond of friendship and love there. But I've never met anyone, you know, instant lover. That was pure lust, you know what I mean? That's, that's pure lust. There's never been anything that was, like, the classical love at first sight. There's never mm -hmm. been anywhere like that. And I was going to say, and Amy, you've had many friends who have dated Koreans, in Korea, including me, and we always come to you, and we always come, I wouldn't say crying, but complaining about the culture and the language and the men or the women that we're dating, and you've always just been a good shoulder to listen to people. So in your opinion, do you think dating Koreans and this culture makes relationships harder, or do you think it's international, it's like an international dating thing, or... Do you think it's just dating and being with people is hard? 
I think dating and being people with being with someone that you want to share more of yourself that you share than you share with anyone else is hard. Not even not even going into the cultural aspects. The the cult you just I think you just have to sit back and keep reminding yourself this is a different culture. This is a different way of dating. Be it you know, do you think it's better? Do you think it's worse? I think I don't like the whole messaging aspect. I know I've gotten caught up into it, like, why is this person messaging me back? And I have to remember, like, we have lives. In Korea, everything's about, you know, the bali bali. And messaging the person all day. And I hate that. What else <laughs> would you have possibly have to talk about with someone 24-7? I don't know. I've been in one of those. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, but at the same time, I can understand you just want to be around that person. And, the, and that's what you just have to remind yourself. It's it's not that you want to talk to them. It's just that you want to be around them because you care for them. Mm. Okay. So there is Amy's two cents about love in Korea. That's just love. Not Korea. Just love. Ah. And that's our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the new format. We worked really hard to put it together. And as such, we have to give huge thank yous and huge shout outs to people who helped us put this together. Walter, Brandon, Mrs. Lee. We also have to give a special shout out to Caleb Philip Gugly Sutton. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at uh, at Gugly Sutton. That's G O L L I G Y S U T T O N, or at Facebook.com backslash Gugly Sutton. Thank you for helping us with the editing. You were a huge help. All right, listeners, we'll catch you next time. Bye.